Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 40 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we have an awesome guest for you. The official Dodgers DJ, DJ Severe, is going to be here with us. We'll chat about how he became the official Dodgers DJ and brings the vibe to the game every single night. We'll also chat if he's ever influenced a player's walk-up song and what he thinks our DJ name should be. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Lordy, lordy, look who's 40. <laughs> number 40, that's crazy. That's a big number. Yeah. We're really doing it, Harry. <laughs> We're just cruising along <laughs> at this point. I can't believe you guys are still here with us. This yeah. just turned out, it started as a joke, and you here we are. You guys don't like us that much. Fake it till you make it. That's right. We're still going. We are. Still, Look at us now. still holding. We're still holding court. Everyone's still holding, still holding me. court. I love it. Wow. I'm really excited for Severe to be on today. I Being back at the stadium, even though today, I will say, there was a fan that I wish was cardboard. It wasn't very pleasant, but other... <laughs> That could just fly over your head. I want to like look at fans that are mean and I'll be like, I wish you were cardboard. Like how it was. I know. Last I year. just don't know who you're talking about. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't share the story. You didn't tell the story. I know. To me. Well, I don't like to bring all the negative things to you. Are you going to share it on? I mean, our listeners might want to hear it. No, I think you could just guess. I will say that I am really proud of our gal, Kelly Muncie, because she really just held her ground tonight. And she's just normally just a very quiet, sweet gal. And she really. Oh, really? I mean, she didn't like come to blows with this guy, but she just kind of put him in his place and it was kind of lovely. Kelly Muncy. I know. I I'm surprised that. too. I know. Go Kelly. I know. That a girl. I'm so proud of her. But yeah, she just kept saying she's like, she was cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I could see her saying it too. That's so I know. Good. So we were like, oh man, remember when we just like wanted to be back here so badly and now there's just here some we people. Are. You want to take like the little bippity boppity boo fairy godmother wand and just go boop and just make them cardboard it's yeah. kind of like that would be the best yeah. but it's gonna happen i mean you're gonna have those fans that are very passionate and not knowledgeable about the game and <laughs> you just have to you just gotta take it it's part of it even the wave is part of it and i didn't miss the wave but here we are you reminded me of Maggie doing her podcast from a million little things right there when you were just like very passionate and I don't know why that just oh that yeah a, shout out to Maggie fellow podcaster on a million little things what a ABC. great show what a great show except I actually have the same fear of accidentally uploading an episode <laughs> that I like because after I finish I feel like I'm like oh gosh that was so bad or da, 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 and I just like start going on and then I mean, obviously on the show, if you've watched it, she rambles on about her ex-boyfriend, which I will not do, but... Uh, oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> thankfully... Should I leave the room? <laughs> thankfully... No, you'd want to stay for that one. But thankfully, you... I always check, and I, like, go through, and I actually, if you don't know, I never listen to an episode because I don't enjoy my voice, and it actually freaks me out, and sometimes... Justin, I'll get in his car and he always listens to the episode to do always the research and he wants to be able to make improvements and, and change. I and try to count my ums and yeah, I stopped doing that a long yeah. time ago. It's just going to happen. But, um, when I get in his <laughs> car and sometimes it's playing it actually, I'm like, no, 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 turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Da, 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 da. I don't want to hear it. It just freaks me out. It's like my yeah. voice recording. Yeah. You're a weirdo. It's, pretty common that people don't like to hear themselves uh, i'm just hypercritical and so maybe i should listen and everyone says like the best of the best always listen and you probably watch so much footage and all of that and improve upon that but i'm just letting it ride i will say little known fact okay little known fact i found this out this year mark paul gossier zach from saved by the bell yes i'm familiar has never watched any of his episodes of Saved by the Bell. Okay. And he's a so incredible You two actor. are just two peas in a pod, I guess. Yep. And I'm just going to let it ride. My mom listens. She's one of the first to listen to every episode and she's never sent me over any complaints. So well. until Tina texts me and is like, you know what? One, a good one. Then maybe Time I'll loved go. You. I know. Then maybe I'll go back and correct it. But All right. Let's get to our guest because we got a good one for you today. <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> it's such a, it's like you have to use it. Speaking of, I will say 
there was a filming of a episode of baseball players and they played against their wives and I'm not very happy about it because we were not who was well, it? It was it retired was, players. It was Sean Green. It was Hunter Pence. Yeah. It was Eric Burns. I want to say it was like. Uh, was it David Justice? No. Why do I want to say it was like. Uh, oh, gosh. I'm blanking on this. Someone posted a photo. Um, yeah, you were upset. Dallas Braden. Oh, Dallas Braden was on it. That's right. But I it was like guys da- that are I like David done. Justice was on it, too. Maybe it's guys that are done. It's fine. I feel like they heard my podcast and they got the idea to do baseball players and they just didn't have the option to do guys that are currently playing because they're under protocol. So it's fine. It'll happen. I just absolutely love that it was the guys against the wives because then I wouldn't have to like micromanage your team or like be mad if you didn't say something because I would just be the team captain. I'm going to manifest this quick, funny story. I actually you text me about this upset. I was upset. And it was right. It was like around six o'clock and I was in the, I always like jump in the hot tub for like five minutes and we have a big one in the clubhouse. <laughs> and <laughs> and CT, I love that it's like, you have to preface it. Well, because we there was one. like five, there was like four or five guys in it. Okay. It's but fine CT, if it's small. CT was in there and I was like, oh my God, like court's piss. Like, look, look what happened today. And I showed him because we talked about it when CT was in the podcast. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh my God, like she really wants us to go on that show, doesn't she? He goes, oh, <laughs> she was serious? Yeah, like, it was so funny. <laughs> but he's been snapping you more family feuds. So he I, watches it religiously. I Don't let him tell you anything want, Yeah, I think he wants to be on it. He just doesn't want to like act like he yeah. cares about it. He just it doesn't want me on his team. It doesn't happen. I you know didn't he didn't me. name you and you acted yeah. like you didn't care, but I felt that in your soul. All right. DJ Severe. Yeah. Let's get him on here because this is going to be so much fun. Uh, music makes the world go round and he's the man behind the music. Wow. I don't even, I have nothing else. That was the most beautiful intro. I just, it just came. It just, roll, it, just, DJ. it just rolled right off my tongue. I love it. Let's get it. Let's, let's do it. Bring him on. Hi, how are you? I'm good. And you guys, you know, good to be here. Yeah, we're doing good, man. We're we're honored to have you on here. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So obviously you didn't just wake up one day as the official Dodgers DJ. So we kind of like to ask everyone that comes on how they got to where they are now. So a little bit of your backstory. And obviously this isn't the only thing that you do. So feel free to share with us your whole world. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Yes. Paint the picture so, for us. Uh, yeah, so I used to have a friend who used to work in the dugout club as a supervisor. And when he got hired, he brought me in to DJ when the Dodgers got good again and Manny got traded to the team and they made it to the playoffs. So he brought me into DJ in the dugout club. And then I came in and I started DJing for other levels on Levy. And then eventually I started doing work for the Dodgers. And I did a Christmas party one year, happened to be the year that the the DJ sound is infamous to burp, 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 come on. So I'm playing that <laughs> during the Christmas party. And the then hired producer approached me about sending him that sound effect. And so I sent him that sound effect. And then probably three months later, he emails me for the sound effect. And I, I asked him if there's any openings. And he said, as a matter of fact, we're looking for a DJ. And so I came in interviewed, knocked out all these other people who weren't DJs. The Dodgers were looking for a change because they didn't want to sound like every other stadium. And so um, I had been there a couple of years, kind of navigating around the stadium, DJing in different areas. So I kind of knew what worked everywhere. And I just kind of knocked out both interviews and then I became the DJ. Um, my daytime trade is I'm an aerospace technician. So I do, I've been doing that for a while. So I was like, I'm a, I'm, also into the B2 bombers and aerospace and different things. So I, that's yeah. my daytime job, which is what I do. So I'm not just spinning records. I'm not, you know, I can do a couple other things too. So, but um, my passion in the summer is creating the vibes and then taking the accolades and then creating a hands-on environment with the players like Justin, you know what I mean? To kind of make the energy a little bit better. And I guess I'm kind of, my name is kind of known throughout MLB as being I guess the best DJ in MLB. So, I mean, you know, um, other players tell me when they come to town that they like, 
you know, what I do at the stadium. So, I mean, I guess I'm pretty good at it. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's why I like doing this because you get to learn so much stuff about our guests that come on here that we didn't know before. And I, I never knew that you were in, air, in the aerospace. Right. Uh, my family, um, like I'm just about everyone in my family, I think works for <laughs> Boeing. Okay. So they're, they're all in right. that. And then my, and my dad worked at, at, for a machine shop uh, called NC dynamics forever and right. uh, right. built airplane parts. So um, he probably built some of the parts on some of the B2 bombers. Right. So yeah. Uh, that's crazy. It's a small world. How, how that yeah, works definitely out. Definitely small world. <laughs> definitely small world hot time so, the moral yeah. of the story is to always know someone in the dugout club though. I think that's definitely, the biggest definitely. takeaway. <laughs> that is what I try to do for every definitely. game. And I actually <laughs> talked my friend into taking that job. He wasn't going to take the job. And I was like, you got to take that job. And then it turned into me. He's long gone doing other stuff and I'm still at Dodgers. That's amazing. That's amazing. So did they build out a DJ booth for you when you came in? Because there wasn't a DJ before. Like you were like the first. I mean, there was, there was, it was more just someone playing music. So they had the, you know, the area there, but it's kind of expanded since I've been there and then even, you know, asked for certain things to kind of help it turn into what it is now. Because before, like, you know, just the, the DJ never talked to the players. I'm the first, I'm probably the first one is like one-on-one with the player. I mean, so in order to get the sound that they want to get, I've, I've told them what they need to do. And it's actually, you know, worked over the years. So, and here we are. Yeah. Well, not only do we have the best DJ in the game, but we definitely have the best sound system in the game too. Those, yeah. those, those new speakers, those new speakers go hard and every single <laughs> player is just like, man, that bass is, that bass hits so hard at Dodger stadium. It's like nothing I've ever heard. So um, yeah, you're, you're definitely doing it right. <laughs> And we haven't even turned it up yet because there's not enough fans to really take take it in. There's a lot more to go. There's a oh, lot. Oh wow, it's so loud. Yeah. I, I, the other day I was in the dugout and my face was like vibrating. I'm like, oh my god. So I I, I can't wait to hear it fully yeah, pumped up. And it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to LA LA Acoustics who did it. They they did an amazing job. They actually talked to me about what they were gonna do, and I was like, yes, this is gonna be good. I had no idea it was gonna be that good. Yeah, it's it's incredible. You mentioned that when we had Janet Marie Smith on, you were uh, like, oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know if this was like part of the vision, but you were like, the speakers are insane. Oh, so. From playoffs, fifty thousand, that was gonna be crazy. That's the joke. That's the joke in the dugout is because you know they obviously did a lot of great things to the stadium out there, but most of it from the field you can't really see. It's all right. back behind, and so right. guys are like, dang, we got a hundred two million dollar sound system out there because <laughs> that's all you can see from the field. Right. Right. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know how much it was. It was over a hundred million, though, right? <laughs> they spent some money. We got room to go. We got I think the the estimated budget was a hundred, but if you watch the all those home remodeling shows, they're like, by the way, we're gonna need another right. this yeah, yeah. much. Plot. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned kind of your relationship with the players and how you obviously, Justin, you shot the text over and been like, hey, what do you think about this song? Or I want to change it. So we just have to talk about walk-up songs and like their okay. influence on players. And obviously some of them become so well-known and you kind of look for them. Like what is for you, have you ever wanted to like influence a player or maybe they send you a song and you're like, no, that's not it. Or do you kind of just like not touch it? Cause guys get like very personal and kind of superstitious about their songs. So what is your role in that? So my role in is, and it's interesting because I always use Justin as a, when people ask me this, Cause Justin is probably the only one who like texts me like directly. Well, you know, it's a couple of people with it. Like, is this a banger or not? So I will never tell anyone it's not a banger because <laughs> I don't want to have to come up with what a banger is, nor do I want to get into why you picked that song. So I'll listen, but I listen to everything. So probably Justin and Kike were the main ones that we would like go through songs. And Matt, when he was here and Andre would have me at his locker for like, like hours of time <laughs> going over music all the time and switching up. But I never know what the genesis of it is. So I just say, whatever you feel. Now I will make small adjustments. The only person I think right now who asks me for my input is probably Austin Barnes. Like I send Austin Barnes music <laughs> all the time to like check out and we go like back and forth. Um, but I noted it, I never know the genesis. So it might be special to you for a certain reason. Um, so I just let you kind of like vibe with it. I never know, like, say if it's because Jock used to have ones dedicated to his 
his, you know, his child. And then, you know, sometimes I know sometimes players, wives pick them. So, I mean, I don't want to step on any toes when it comes to that, whatever you want to play, this is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? But I will suggest, and sometimes I'll make certain tweaks to it at a better position. If I think it's going to do what you want to do, because um, I notice, and this is going to be like the nerdy shit behind it. Excuse my language, the nerdy <laughs> oh, stuff. Behind good. But so I notice, I know everyone's walk up tempo when you're gonna when you're gonna leave the, the uh, batter's box when you're gonna leave the on deck circle into the batter's box. So I'm trying to time it also along with the announcer so that we get the the best timing for the song. And so I'll make certain adjustments if I know what you're trying to say with your song and what parts you're trying to get to. So I might tweak it a little bit because I have certain rules I have to follow, which is try to be out of the music. I'm really supposed to be out of the music by the time you hit the batter's the batter's box. Yeah. But I always extend it, you know, just a little bit and let Dieter like carry it. Yeah. So I learn everyone's tempo. And I used to try to tell people like, if you just wait till your, your, your names announced, then walk up, we can get through your whole song. Because <laughs> now we went back to turn down for what? And I don't even know if Justin notices, but um, Todd is trying to time when I started to when he hits Justin Turner and then it goes right into turn down for what? So there's a whole timing thing. And whenever Todd hits it right, he always looks over to me. <laughs> so there's a whole timing element involved with it. So, I mean, you know, I just try to like take different players, what they want. Uh, me and AJ Pollock actually talk a lot too. Cause I checked with him like last week, is everything sounding good? And he said, it's sounding good. So I'm, I'm really into, I really want you guys to, like it and wanted to do whatever you feel like it's supposed to do, but I'm not going to give you any suggestions on, you know, what you should do with it. You know? Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, everyone has different little like things that come up and sometimes people ask like, Oh, can you use this for a walk-up song? So we're doing favors. Right. And back in the day, I used to run up in the locker room, like during a game and be like, you know, severe, like I haven't, yeah. I haven't got a hit to this song in a week. We need to change it up in the <laughs> right. middle of the game. But now with these new um, Houston Astros rules, uh, we're not allowed to even be on our phone during the game. So right. I can't, I can't text you mid game anymore, but right. um, yeah, I used to text you all the time and be like, Hey, we got to switch it up, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not hitting good to this. Yeah, song. Well, I would even tell people we have like a head nod thing. Cause I would know she would look up at me. I was like, we're the only people like have like a head nod situation <laughs> and where I know I can switch it up if it's not going right. So I already know we can, I can do a couple things. So. Uh, we got that. We have, we're right here. We're right here. No, do you have a chair up there? Cause every time I look up, you're standing, you're just standing up. Like, I'm like, dang, does he ever sit down? Like we played no, a game tonight. Okay. So for me, my right. job is probably the most difficult because it's not like I can sit down. Cause you got to remember, okay. So I have to be ready for whatever happens. So if we do something good, either on defense or offense, I have to have something prepared. And then Dieter has to be able to see me because we use hand signals for what we're doing so at first I sat down but I realized I cannot sit down because I have to be ready for anything to happen so I'm checking out three different things so I'm thinking about I'm having my next walk-up song queued up I'm having a bump which is if you get a big hit queued up and then I'm also listening on my headset for what's going on in the next inning so I have to have like four situations ready and so, and even Dieter. So it's like Dieter's waiting for me to either. So like, say you come up and you walk. So I know Dieter's going to do something when you walk. So I have to be prepared for the next song and kind of time that out. And also time it out if you got a hit or a double. So I have to try and also get ready in, in case you hit a home run. So there's so many different things going Dang. on. I cannot sit down. I feel like Doc down. and Dino with the hand signals and the. Yes. Putting, oh, the, putting a play a on. There's so much to it. So you guys don't have a producer. It's just you and you and Dieter doing hands so old school. Or is someone in the ear kind of stays. He stays out of our way because we have our own thing going on. Yeah. Producer just lets us know what's coming up in the inning break. So we'll gotcha. look at the script, and I'll see what video is supposed to run. So now I know if there's if it's Dieter that's going to take this next inning break. So it's, I can either say, okay, well I need to be prepared to carry Dieter into the break, or this is my bathroom break because I'll get. I I have to pick and choose when I can go. Like if I need a break. So <laughs> we're looking like three times ahead to figure out exactly what's going on. And then you're also anticipating because even like right now, so we were extra innings tonight. So now I'm trying to not burn out like my songs. I don't know what the, and a producer, producer's just sitting there with all these things at his, you never know what a producer's going to call for. So you just have to be prepared because 
there could be something on the script and he'll say, well, don't, we're not doing that. Just go to severe. And now I got to come up with something in my head to either play, either keep the crowd pumped, but not pump up the, the team that's coming up and kind of keep it, keep the energy up and then like deal with Dieter and see if Dieter, if what he wants to play and then be prepared. Because sometimes we'll ditch out on Dieter and it'll be like severe, take it over. So I have to be ready for all these different things. So there's no way I can sit down and then be like in tune. So I'm thinking like three, four innings ahead all the time. This is crazy, man. Like, I know. We asked Suhu when he takes a bathroom break because I was afraid he would miss like the shot of a game or something right. crazy. I didn't even think about you. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, our apologies. You you have the weight of the of the entire stadium on your shoulders, uh, man. This is it, crazy. It hangs I, on. I always say, even if you guys aren't on, I got to be on because it's yeah. like everybody's depending on me to like, pump the crowd. You know how many fans tweet me? Like, you got to do something. The team's not playing good. I'm like, okay, well, give me a bat. Like, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? I just got, you know, these hits I'm going to try to play, but that's just what I'm always prepared. Well, we are going to ask you because, you know, I know like Dieter gets requests all the time to play on, on the organ, whatever. Like how much do you get on social media? Like, Hey, I want to hear this song. I want to hear this song. And do you cater to fans as much as possible? Or do you kind of do your own thing? No, I do. I try to cater as much as possible. Like I'll, I'll, I'll check my Twitter like through the game, which is that it's really going, but I'll, I'll try to borrow as much as I can, especially with now with um, the different rappers that's passed away. So it's like, I get more compliments on the things that I'm playing as far as that goes. Um, most, there's not a lot of requests. I'll try to fit in if I can, like if they fit, but usually the more um, cultural, cult, cult classic type stuff, Dieter's already doing that. So we kind of like play off each other. Um, I do take certain requests, but when it comes to suggestions, like for a, like a walk-up song, I don't, I'll try to just like, kind of like not ignore them. I'll try to say, well, this is the reason why, because a lot of people ask me like, why does he pick this song? I was like, well, I really don't know. Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't, I don't want to, you know, get too involved with them when it comes to that, because then everybody's always making suggestions as to what they think your song should be or, or what fits. And most of the things like what I do, I try to let when it comes to getting into names and different things, I'll leave that to Dieter because he's best at that. Me, I just want to play good music. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dieter's yeah. mind, he it works like that. So it's best for him to do that. And then me stick with the pump up stuff. You know what I mean? So and it it works good with the fans and they tie us in together. I like to do more of my stuff when it comes to challenges. That's when I like to do more of the uh, kind of like speak to like eyes or looking or check. You know what I mean? That's what I do. Most of the time, I'm just trying to find a good song to pump the crowd up. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, you do a great job. And everyone who comes to Dodger Stadium knows that, you know, we have the best DJ and the best music. But like when we go on the road, we definitely notice the yeah, atmosphere different in different stadiums. Like I yeah. would say probably, I mean, obviously ours is the best, but probably the best place to go on the road as far as music and in between innings for me is the nationals. I think they do a, yeah. a great job of like keeping energy up. And so right. like that's, and, and I mean, I guess you already touched on it, but we were going to ask you like, is that like a pressure on your shoulder to try to keep the buzz and the excitement and the adrenaline and the energy up in the stadium throughout nine innings? Like if we're getting no hit, like right. are you in there? Like, okay, I got to find a song that this guy's knocks in it. <laughs> Cause I'm yeah, like, I'm that. looking for a bat that's got a knock in it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking. So I'm, so I'm trying to, trying to, like, feel off you. Obviously, if, if, if the team is on, then my job is easy. Yeah. So, if they're not, I can actually feel because I'm sure you feel it too as a player, like just like me, when Dodger fans are really sensitive. So as soon as something goes wrong, they get really low and like quiet, and you can, you can feel the energy just go. Yeah, like, like the air comes out of. The yeah, stadium. the air just goes <laughs> out of the stadium. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have to kind of like sense that and then go, okay, let me try to put something in, but I'm also trying to save something. Cause I don't want to like push it out like too early, hoping we can build something. And I look at the script and see what's on deck and you kind of have to play off of that because sometimes like when we do our legends pieces, that kind of like takes the air out a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because um, people are looking for it to be, just be pumped up, you know, all the time. So you have to pick and choose you know, your spots and where you go and also not be repetitious. My main thing is I don't want to sound the same every night. And especially right now we're in the middle of seven games. It's like, I have to kind of stretch some things out mm -hmm. and we're at the beginning of the season. There's not a lot of new music out. So I'm like, okay, I'm kind of feeding off of last year, but waiting for different things. I haven't figured out what really works this season yet, 
So I'm trying to stretch everything out and not sound like everybody else. So it's kind of like some days I come in and I'm off, but that's when I look for the team to pick me up and I kind of, okay, now we're, now we're, now I'm back and I can go. But sometimes the script won't allow, because if it's, I mean, we've had those, you know, those days, those tearjerker days, or like when we, on a day, like when we're celebrating Tommy or, you know, or like rings, those days kind of take the energy out too. And it's like, we got to see how we can like build it back up. I can always tell when we're going to be a little off based off of what goes on and how the script lays out. I'm like, okay, well now I got to pull this out and try to be prepared. So I'm constantly looking for new music. Even when I'm watching movies or I'm watching commercials, I'm always looking for new things to bring into the stadium, just to pump it up just for that little bit of 30 seconds of energy. So it's a constant thinking, a constant always, and which is why, again, why I stand up because I'm always trying to feel the energy and I'm looking to see who's bobbing and who's dancing. And then like, you know, also trying to keep old school in, trying to keep new school in, trying to make it um, as new as possible. Cause my, my best compliment is when people come and they say, man, I just keep Shazam and everything. What song is this? What song is this? <laughs> DJ Severe just keeps it lit in here. So that's when I really get my, if I play something new, I'm looking to see what kind of reaction it's going to get and who's going to say, okay, well, you, I heard you play this, especially when it comes to like EDM and different things. I'm always looking to see, okay, if I stick this in there, will somebody notice what I'm sticking in? And also get the old school in too. I try to make sure everybody gets something when they come that night. It's interesting you mentioned like a bad night when you're off because it's similar to like having an offer, I guess, in the game. If you just feel like you didn't perform and you didn't do it, which obviously like I'm sure you can say like you've never noticed like a an off night. But yeah, it, it is difficult. And I'm someone that likes to listen to music and like kind of pretend I'm like in the music video. So it's always interesting to think about like a different a, a shitty part of the game. Like you guys, someone gives up a three run homer and like right. you said, like the air comes out and it's like do you let people kind of like sit in the suck for a minute and feel it? And so then that build is like that much greater. Like it's so, it's so interesting to think about how you have to like feel off that energy and not just like come right in with that banger and be like, Oh, just forget that that shitty thing just happened, but also like lift everyone up. Cause like that energy thing is so big. So big. yeah, we, we call it not at least between me and dude, we don't try to force it because look, if we're getting blasted 10 to nothing, you can't, Forces. So sometimes you got to live to fight another day. So it's like, instead of me <laughs> wasting this track that I can save for something good, yeah. let me just kind of like keep it upbeat, but not really say that we're like doing the best that we, cause I mean, it's like, you, sometimes, you know, when it's just a wrap, you know, we yeah. might come back. So you got to kind of like just throw in the towel. Now, what I will say is what helps is sometimes when, um, well, what hurts is sometimes when a player picks a song, like say I used to with Jock sometimes would pick songs like We Will Rock You. And it's hard to come up to We Will Rock You and we're down 10 to nothing. You know what I mean? And then it's like we're not, we don't really want to, you know what I mean, say that we will rock you when we're not really doing that good. Jock's so then you try to like deviate from that and play something different. So you have to kind of like like pick it. And sometimes management gets crazy because they're like, we're losing. You got to play something to pump it out. I was like, well, there's only so much we we can do right now. We can't really. You know what I mean? Who's going to make a fan cheer when they're watching their favorite team is down and we're yeah. making bad plays. So you just kind of got to like f not force it and then move on, live to fight another day. So I try to save other tracks for that, that I know will kind of work. That'll be more fun and dancey to keep the energy up because with 50,000 a night and probably even if we're losing, we still, we still have like 30, 40,000. So nobody's going anywhere. So at that point, just make people dance and have fun and then keep everybody's spirits up. That's pretty much what you can do. Yeah. You touched on this a little bit, but I think one of the coolest parts about your job is being able to like honor and pay respects to artists that, right. uh, that we've lost. And right. obviously the most recent one DMX and you've been banging DMX, right. uh, right. this whole homestand. And I, that's gotta be something that, uh, you take pride in and, and representing those guys and, and playing their music and, and how much meaning it has. Cause I know I notice every single time that you play a DMX song, I'm just like, dang, man, we lost, yeah. a, we lost a legend. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I'm, I, that's one of the things that I, that's like a hidden gem within doing this. Obviously we lose someone who their music touched us. And so I get to, you know, probably at the 
you know, saddest time, at least let them live on. And it's, and it's great to hear you say that you recognize it as well as the fans, because that's when I get like a lot of the feedback, especially in paying homage, um, especially when it's like hip hop artists um, who maybe got their just do or didn't get their just do or to even educate someone on their music um, and the, the, the different cuts they might have. It's definitely a blessing. And it's, to get the fan feedback, to have to hear the whole um, stadium chiming Rough Riders anthem after like, uh, you know, and singing and chiming out like loud and then like it not dying out. That's a whole vibe within itself. And I mean, um, not that I knew DMX, I did a, like a video shoot with him like years ago, but I mean, just to be able to pay homage to the music and especially in the MLB and in baseball, which is not really known for that. So I think that's why, again, us and the Dodgers, we kind of stand out being from LA. That, and then I feel like that's my part to do. And so that's how I can pay homage to whoever, if they untimely pass. I mean, we've had a lot lately. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think um, it's just something that, I, that I'm, I, I just have to do. I just have to do. I cannot let them go by without getting some sort of shine from us. Yeah. yeah and, and you text me before our home opener and asked me what we were going to do this year. And I told you, man, I don't know. And I was literally like wrestling with like, man, I like, should I just, I got to play a DMX song. Right. And I didn't end up doing it. I ended up going back to turn down for what, but then the first time I heard you start playing DMX, I was like, Oh man, yes. Like, this is awesome. Like I, I regretted not using it as my walk-up song, but I'm so glad that you play it every chance you get in between multiple innings because yeah. every time I hear it, I just start nodding my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Our organization, we used to have a forward. We, we luckily we have a forward thinking organization that, that allows that. And then no one kind of gets in my way or tells me what to play or what not to play. So I'm able to do that. And then we have the audience that it speaks to. So I'm glad to be a part of that part. You know what I mean? And especially to be recognized for it. Cause Twitter goes nuts and everybody's it's been on TikTok. It's been, a, it's been like really dope, really dope. Yeah. I was so excited to be at that game. And obviously I tweeted you right after, but it's right. so different when it's just that organic moment. Cause you obviously right. been at the stadiums where like, what is it? Boston is like sweet Caroline and they have their right. like cheesy, like sing-alongs that everyone knows and they do every single game, but to have that just come together like that. So organically was, I mean, you obviously noticed it yeah. on the field too. Yeah. So that was cool. And hearing that everyone like, singing it. Hearing everyone like, singing it was like, dang, this is dope. Yeah, you yeah. can't plan it. You can't, it just like it was, it was awesome. And to be able to have that like extended play of it was allowed it to be so special. So yeah, that was awesome. When it comes to walk-up songs, mm -hmm. there's obviously there has to be some favorites, and there has yes. to be some like, yeah, I gotta play this yeah. crap. Right. Like, right. can you give us some of your favorites of all times and some of your, you don't have to, but some no, of I will, I will definitely. I'll give, man, I'll this give is you mine brutal. if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely, I'll definitely give you my favorites. So, um, and I'll tell you what works and what doesn't work. So obviously, um, so it's funny because me and Corey have these conversations all the time. Corey does nothing that's hip hop or anything. He always goes country, always goes country. But then he always texts me. He's like, make it sound like hip hop. And I'm like, Corey. <laughs> I cannot make country sound like hip hop or it's like play it loud. I'm like, okay, so I'll play it loud. Um, <laughs> Carl Crawford, me and Carl Crawford used to talk back and forth all the time because he would, he would always think that I had a problem with him because he would think his song's not being played long enough or he's not being this. And I'm like, CC, you're walking too fast up to home plate. You're not giving me a chance to play like your song at all. Like um, Hanley was different. Hanley always had hip hop. My favorite probably was gonna be um, James Loney always had like a new school hip hop song and like a old school hip hop song. Always like the transition. And then Andre was always like eighties and then he would go through them like, you know, like crazy. I would always tell players like when they come in, like when <laughs> it was funny when Adrian had uh, Mariachi Loco and he and the fans don't know he hated Mariachi Loco, but I was like, you're stuck with it, do you? know you cannot. Oh, change yeah. They song. love it. They love <laughs> it. They love it because I remember there's time and then when he picked the second song, I used to get 
like messages from security like the dj's messing up he's not playing a mariachi local and people are complaining i'm like he picked another song so yeah. you cannot once you pick a song like that which is a latin staple you can't you are stuck with that song forever you cannot make any changes but probably let me think what the word when it was when jock had it was a <laughs> justin bieber song justin. no was it the one you just meet me <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah i got so many tweets about that like why is that is and i'm like i have no clue it's just that's his song that was probably the one that we got the uh, that i got the most grief for oh man uh, we didn't one. know if he meant like meet him halfway like he wanted to like right. picture or like he wanted the pitch to be down the middle i'm like what's the like did it just think it's a banger i don't know and i mean can you just imagine that like if we're down and it's a <laughs> pump up moment you and put it like a to, one volume you're yeah like, it's like oh like, like, oh <laughs> and it's like you have to play it because like jock is like a real stickler for like like uh his songs being played you could not deviate because i mean even me like if you're balling that day, like, and JT knows, if you're like doing good, I'm gonna keep playing your song. The rule is really like two rotations. And if I need to dip out and go to something else, then I'll go to something else. But if you hit a home run and you ball a day, I'm gonna give you your song like every time because I'm trying to, you know, keep you, uh, show you respect and keep you like running. But that's so hard when we're down and you gotta play that song. And everybody's like, why do we keep playing it? And then even the producer's looking over like, uh, Jock's coming up like we what are we like can we deviate I'm like nope he's having a good day <laughs> so you got to give him like his song you know um but over the years it's just been every it, there's been a just a lot of stories even when you guys like play jokes like the like when um I get the word and then Jock was when <laughs> Jock was doing bad and we switched to um was it Hanson? Hanson? Was it yeah and he hit the grand slam and everybody's like and all the media's looking over me like and I'm like I don't know like they just told me what to do so it looks like I, we just switched the song so I'm like all these different stories are like when AJ and uh AJ pulled me to the side today I was I happened to be down in the dugout and they're like okay so um What's the umpire um, that has Joe, the country album? Joe West. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe West. Oh boy, Joe. Like, yeah, they're like, okay, so today for the first round, we want to play Joe West album. But make it like, hip hop. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, and so they're just like, so this AJ, and they just cornered me. I'm like, okay, well, all right, I gotta do this because they said do us, and then no one else knew about it but me, so I had to go up, load up the album, and then I'm so now I'm playing it. Like the first batter, and then Joe West kind of like looks around and he thinks it's a joke. And then like the second batter, and Joe West is kind of like looking around and he's like looking at the the dugout and yep. then the next song. And then he kind of looks like looks up at us. So I'm like, and then everybody's looking at me like I just got told to do this. So it's like I'm just <laughs> do, I'm just doing this. You know what I mean? And like luckily it went over good because I don't even know how that's gonna pan out. But all these different things that have happened that sometimes I'm only privy to, I don't know what to do with. And so I'm, I'm simply nervous and like everybody's looking at me like, cause the first person I look at, especially the media, they look at me like what's going on. And I can't really throw you guys under the bus. So I just have to kind of take it and then like roll with it. So, I mean, you know, this has been some like good stories like over the years, especially regarding um, just different people that walk ups, how particular. And that's the one thing I respect about it. Everybody, it's your song. And I try to just let you have it whether we're playing jokes or not or we have um a different relationship especially only only person i don't really mess with is clayton because i know clay how serious <laughs> clayton is so when clayton clayton pulls me to the side of their party he's like okay i want to go with this i want to go with that so i just know um not to mess with clayton this is the only one when i push a button i'm like okay let's make this go right because i know clayton knows everything down to the wire like when anthem is supposed to start because yep. i always see him looking at the clock i know when that's the only the only time i'm like really nervous when clayton is like pitching i want to make sure everything just goes off right i don't want to mess with his his mojo at all you know that's well, the only person one of the funniest ones for me was always alex verdugo because the dude didn't speak a lick of spanish but he right. always walked up to right. a Mexican song and the fans loved it and loved, loved it. it but i don't think they really knew that he had no idea what anything was saying. Right. <laughs> right. That's another one. Just like, all right. I was like, I told him, I was like, dude, you know, you can't switch that song. Yep, that's yeah. 
you can't switch that song ever. You're stuck with that song. Why you picked it, I don't know. And he just said, well, he, I think he said what? His dad used to listen to it like back yep. in the day. So yep. it kind of like stuck yep. with him. I'm like, okay, like, like, like tread lightly. Yo. Yeah, I got. I actually have a funny story for you about Gonzo. So you said it was Mariachi, Mariachi Loco, and then he switched it. And I think he actually switched it one time to El Tucanazo. Yeah, it was one of the songs which the stadium obviously went crazy and people started dancing. And we actually took a a trip on the All Star break down to Cabo with right. Scott Kazmer. And the first day we were there, we went to the pool, and I brought a speaker. I brought a little Beats pill with me. Okay. And I put music on. We had hip hop on. Tell them what song came on. What song was? I don't even remember. It was like Broads in Atlanta. Or something. Oh, yeah. The first song. <laughs> I, I got Broads in Atlanta. And okay, okay. The, at, a, at the family pool at the resort. Right, right, yeah, right. The people, totally the awesome. workers there came running over. Oh, sir, sir, you, you can't play music at this pool. This is the adult pool. It's got to be quiet. Like no music. And we were like, all right. So we turned it off and we were hanging out and we had a couple drinks. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn it back on. I'm going to put on El Tucanazo, Gonzo's song. So I turn on El Tucanazo and I blare it. And the guy comes running over again. He's like, sir, sir, sir. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, can I put this song over my walkie-talkie? <laughs> and he held his walkie-talkie right, right, down right. and every single worker yeah, at, the, yeah. at the hotel started dancing. Right. They loved it. So I was like, oh, okay, I know, I know how to get yeah, it. You know what to play. Yeah, play the right yeah, music. You know what to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's like that, especially at, at Dodger Stadium. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any pitcher that comes in that has that 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 picks a song like that, you're already a family a fan favorite forever, as long as you keep that music like that. Yeah. Speaking of pitcher songs and walking in, we gotta talk about Kenley. Okay. So Kenley Kenley's had one of the most iconic iconic walk up songs in LA history, and this year he decided yeah. to switch it up a little bit. Did he come to you for that and say, "Hey, I want to switch it up," and did he give you a reason for it? Or uh, I also noticed that you still play right the beginning. Of California yeah, to love. let it drop in, yeah. Yeah. But then then you switch over to America's Most Wanted. So, like, how did that come about? So, probably, what, it was either two weeks ago, I'm driving in, and then Joe Jarrett called me. I'm like, why is Joe like, <laughs> calling me? So, I'm like, okay. I have the same reaction when Joe calls me. <laughs> right. I'm like, Joe is calling me. Like, this was, so, I'm like, he's like, and it's like, you know, Joe's voice, hey, it's, it's Joe, da, 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 real quick and real direct and real snappy. And he's like, uh, Kelly wants to change the song. I'm like, okay. Because me and Kenley have had several talks over the years when he's going through different things, like how he wants to switch. But it's always Tupac. It's never yes. not. It's always Tupac. Yep. And so this is Joe telling me, you know, because since COVID, we're hands off. Usually Kenley will calm me down and, they, and he gives me like this whole talk about what's going on and how he's feeling. So Joe's not trying to describe it. So Joe said, yeah, um, Kenley wants to change his song. So I mean, I go, oh, because then that, now that ties into the video. And um I love Kenley, by the way, and we've had like some great talks on like about his music. And then Kenley is one of the persons who I, every time I come in the dugout, he's always listening to music, especially on Sundays to kind of like get him in there. You know what I mean? I know, I know it's a big thing with him in, in regards to his preparation and everything and how he feels. So Joe says, well, yeah, Kenley wants to change the song from California love. He wants to keep the beginning of California love, but then go into two of America's most wanted. And he said, Joe says, I checked it out. It's all clean. So you just have to, can you get that? And I said, well, Joe, I'm gonna have to make it. And I'm actually driving into the stadium at this time right now. And so it's like, in my mind, I'm going, okay, well, is the Kenley pitch yesterday? Is he, there's a possibility I got to rush in and, and do this now. But immediately I have to at least let some of management know, because now this is tied to a video. And Kenley mm -hmm. was very specific before as to when he, like when he's coming out, he takes his first couple steps, he runs out and he wants the video running then. And I'm already knowing that once I make this edit, that now everybody's gonna hear first off the California love part and then go into two of uh, America's most wanted. And it's gonna start this media spiral, you know what I mean? So I make the edit and I tell Joe, okay, I got it done. And I tell one boss like, look, Kenley doesn't want California love anymore, just so you know. And so they go, okay, and so, I remember to get this first day. I'm not sure if it was the first day I made it, but the second, day, I know we played it. And so we decided to still run the video. And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's just still run the video. So at least Kenley can, it won't be such a shock to Kenley and the crowd. You know yeah. what I mean? At least they'll see yeah. the video and then the song. But 
just like it happened. Like all the media hit me up that I that had my number. Well, what happened? I said, well, Kenley just decided to make a change. And they said, would you talk to him? I said, nope, I didn't talk to him at all. Because you know, the media, they want to know what's yeah. going on. How's he feeling? What's he trying to say? I was like, look, I think he just wanted to change. And I was so glad that he did good and has done good with yeah. it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I hope that he feels um, comfortable with his change. And then it was even funny because somebody requested California Love tonight. And I was like, I can't, I don't no. even know how I can fit it back in. Yeah, no, it's, I you don't, know what I mean? No, I that's off limits. It's off limits. It's off limits. So I'm saying, yeah, that's like kind of like, so you took such an iconic song that's from the West Coast and, and then something. And then now it's like kind of like, like, like dead to us. Not dead, but it's just like, okay, we got to see how we can revamp yeah. it like later on. But I'm just so glad that he's doing good and then he's pitching better with. I root for Kenley. And just like I root for everybody, but I really root for Kenley because we've had so many good conversations, re, mm -hmm. you know, regarding his music. And um, I'm I'm just glad to see him doing better with it. You know? Yeah, it's just crazy because, you know, especially for the closer, right? There's like you, at least for me anyway, I relate like closers to their walkout songs right. and like, like the great closer. Yeah. So you have Mariano and Inner Sandman and you have Trevor Bell and or Trevor Hoffman and Hell's Bells and you know, and then Kenley with California love. So when he, when I heard that he was tweaking it, I was like, Oh man, like, this is a, this is a big deal. Like right. this isn't just like Jock Peterson changing his no. song every at bat. Like no. this is a big deal. This is like a, a staple deal. in Dodger stadium. Mm -hmm. Every time we have a lead in the ninth and Kenley comes through those doors, you hear California love. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I, like you said, I'm, I'm glad he's, he's throwing the crap out of the ball and, and it's going well, but I was, I was nervous. <laughs> It like, changed oh, my right. whole ride in that whole time. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you're like shaking on the. I'm like shaking, like how am I gonna like explain this? How am I gonna first of all do this? You know what I mean? Because now I have to call it like I think I called it. I think I labeled it California, um, California's most wanted or whatever. Uh -huh. It's like I made my own edit, and yeah. then I, you know what I mean. But but the interesting thing now, because it was funny because I was riding in today and I Lon called me. I'm like, oh, why is Lon calling me? You know what I mean? <laughs> And Lon had Dave on the phone. And so we were talking. I was explaining to Dave because Dave was talking to me about pitching changes. And uh, there was a lot of 80s music. that I was like, but this is the first year out of my 13 years that every pitcher has a song. Yeah. Every pitcher has a song now. And so when we do our call to the bullpen, I'm trying to let like production know, like, look, I know this is a big part of their preparation. So we got to try to get to the song as fast as, as possible. But I've never had that happen where every pitcher had a song. I was just like going down the list. I was like, that is my first time. Some pitchers don't care. You know what I mean? You have your, your ones that care. So we were able to deviate within the script, but every pitcher has a song this year, which is crazy. That's you know? I saw you post that. So like, who has not had a song like in recent, there was someone, was it Brian Wilson at one point said, Hey, I'm not pitching good. And I don't deserve music. Yeah. Yeah, he like said, yeah, sort of like, no, he said right? no music. Oh, he nothing. said nothing. He's like, I'm not pitching good. Yeah, he's too terrible. He, uh, we talked about this. He always did house music, right? Or something. Yeah. But yeah. he, he threw his cleats, his custom cleats away, <laughs> threw his leather belt away. He threw his hat away that he had. And he just said, no music. I'm pitching terrible. No, mu I don't deserve any of this. No music until I start pitching good. He was like punishing himself. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I remember that when you're going like, okay, when you get those messages, you're like, all right, well then, so what do we do with this silence or whatever? Until Does that feel like you get fired? You're like, damn, he fired me. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, uh, Matt, through, Matt went through that one time where he was like, I don't want any, like, I don't want music or sound effects. And it was like, Matt was really on one time. And I, we had a talk about it. He was like, yeah, I just did sound of everything. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, you know, you got to respect it. I mean, if, that, if that's what you feel, that's what you feel. Oh man! And you're like an away. I feel like I don't know. You're like a away player, like spring training with like no music. With no music, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It's like crickets chirping. Crickets. What? Uh, can, can you just touch in, in a little bit on like your passion for music and DJing and what you would tell someone who wants to get into music and how do you get into DJing and how do you get into that lifestyle? Is it just something that you just picked up naturally or? Uh, did someone gift you some turntables one time and you were like, holy crap, I'm pretty good at this. Or you just love music your whole life. How did that, how did that happen? So, so I was blessed to grow up in like a really musical um, family. Um, and so my stepdad kept a lot of music around. And so, you know, it was always like this, like he'd have a record collection like mine behind me and be like, okay, don't touch my record. So it was like, 
they leave and go for work and then you like pulling the records out <laughs> from wherever slot they were and you put them on turntables like this and you just hear different things that they're listening to and so you try to like put it back and then over the years you just develop a certain love for music like my mom played the piano and then um i got into the band and just playing um the drums and and then doing different things and so you develop a love first and then you develop your sense just grows into what type of music you like and so i was blessed to grow up and i really i call like the 80s and the 90s which to me was like the the genesis of taking r&b and then merging it with hip-hop and then which is really what we created now because everything right now is just really glorified hip-hop and like r&b with like really a different flavor um so you just develop your love and your rhythm and how i started djing was I got, I was in aerospace work and then it took a, a dip. And then I had an uncle who was um, asking me, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I really know I can DJ. Cause I used to go to clubs and I'd always, instead of watching the crowd, well, I watched the crowd, but I also watched the DJ and see what different integral things he does to make it move. And so I just said, okay, I can do that. And I understand why this works. And, this, and I'm, once you love music, you're able to pick out and understand why a song works. Within 10 seconds, you listen to a song and say, this will work because of this and this, that, and the other. And you're able to put it in different genres, especially if you love music across the board, because I made fun of Corey and country, but I love country. I love everything because there's everything has an integral um, piece um, to what goes on in someone's life. And I always say music, there's a memory to music for every moment in my life. And music has never let me down. So I've always loved music. But just, um, it's I, me being able to go from old school to new school and still respect each genres is what I think makes me a good DJ. And especially being able to translate it to sports. There's a lot of DJs that come to me and say, I wanna do what you do. I'm like, I don't know if you really wanna do what I do. I said, because I have to speak to every race, every age group, and I have to, you, I'm in the MLB, so I have to walk. I'm very good at walking up to a line and not crossing it because it's still MLB, it's still America's pastime. Luckily enough, we have the management and we're in LA that lets us walk that line. Because like, you know, Justin, some stadiums don't even cross yep. over in, into the, the newer stuff and even try to do it. Um, I'm just lucky enough that I can, that I know what works. And my ingredient is, if you notice, I don't try to use a lot of lyrics all the time because that's kind of what gets you in trouble. I just kind of make the beat kind of like dancey so that everyone can kind of like vibe to it. And it's really background. And my thing is I try to find new music so that you don't hear the same thing that you heard in your car. I never want you to get out of your car on a radio station and then walk into Dodger Stadium and hear the same thing. So I'm always trying to be like six months ahead so that it doesn't get old, so it can live the whole six months of the season and not be already old. Now, granted, I'll use the new stuff, you know, in certain spots and even the hip hop. I let most of the players pick the hip hop. I don't really use a lot of the new hip hop. That's when I try to pull back into my 90s and my other stuff to kind of like wake people up, which is what we're in now, because like we said, a lot of the artists are passing away. So there's room for that to also be sprinkled in there as well as the old school as well as everything. Most stadiums around the country, they're just 80s rock, which to me, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's how you sound like everybody else. And so if I do 80s rock, I try to do different remixes that add a little bit of bass because our sound system needs things with bass and mm -hmm. horns because that's how you, that's, that's what makes it the stadium fill up. So I would tell anybody that's interested in try to first off, ask yourself why you want a DJ because there's room for every DJ, there's EDMs, there's, but at least do your due diligence and understand why it is you want to DJ and then where you want to start, but just be as um, far reaching as possible. Know how to do old school, know how to do new school, know how to read the crowd, which is what I got the biggest crowd. I'm, I'm 50,000, you know, a night. So I have to read that crowd and then think about it, especially when we're in the middle of a 10 game homestand. That's a lot of music, you know, trying to come up to play and be in tune with um, what's going on in the MLB, whether our team is, like whether we lost three in a row. Like I always know when I watch you guys on the road and I see you go on a slump, I always know when I'm about to get a text, um, I gotta change my song, this is, not, <laughs> this is not working, you know what I mean? So I'm already 
kind of thinking like 10 steps ahead. And that's the thing that people don't get about this job. This job is a lot of work. It's not just me going up there playing music. Like it's a, it's a, it's a big thought process. I'm dealing with bosses and then you guys just trying to fill out everything. But I, I mean, I love it because it's a challenge. So it keeps me motivated. I, especially this season coming back off of winning the championship. I was like, I couldn't wait to get back in. We didn't have fans all last year. So just to get back in and then like get it going. So um, I pour a lot into it and I, I appreciate the feedback that I get back because I I really spend tons of time always thinking about music. I'm like, really, my mind is I sometimes I can't sleep because I'm 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 doing the games like in my head. You know what I mean? So I put a lot into it. Yeah, you touched you touched on last season and not having fans, but you still had to DJ for us. What was that? Like, <laughs> I mean, it, you're basically just DJing and create trying to create as much energy for the guys right. in the field. Like that had to have been yeah. so tough. It was funny because right before the season, that's when I got the most interviews. Everybody was calling me, like, how are you going to prepare for the season? And I said, well, okay, I kind of know what I already do. So I'm, I'm going to kind of go in with that. And then when we talked to the management, they were like, well, look, just look at it. Just think of it as you're just going to a baseball game and you get to be more of a fan. But I'm like, okay, well, I remember the first day back, Dieter and I came back and they interviewed Doc and they asked him, how did it feel to have DJ Severe and Dieter back? He said, oh, the energy was so good. And so I remember, I think it was either Freeway Series when I played some music and I saw everybody like kind of look up and like dance. And I said, okay, well, no, this is going to be a little bit more than me just watching a game. Like I really got to come with my A game. And I was prepared. We had just, I had just seen you guys at spring training right before like everything hit. So I was getting my mind mentally prepared and then kind of like put the brakes on because we didn't start in April. We started in July. So I'm like, okay, well, do I get ready for something that's not going to happen? Like, I didn't want to like waste a lot of energy and then get disappointed. So I just said, okay, well, look, let me just keep um, stuff in mind. I said, you know what? I'm just going to prepare like it's a regular season. And then when I really figured out what it was going to be, and I knew that I was just kind of like focusing on you guys and keeping the energy up, that's what gave me the motivation to push through like everything. And then when we got to playoffs and I'm like, okay, and I had to send everything to texas for another dj uh, to handle oh, and i'm like okay how do i pick <laughs> what i do to make it sound like i'm there some some of the players thought i was there because i was getting text messages like thanks and i was like and i didn't want to tell anybody that i i really wasn't there <laughs> so i had to like package everything for the year and send it off which was like another whole thing and try to explain what to do at this point in time that was that was probably the most blown away thing that i've ever seen and he was the dj was texting me there's like thank you so much because the, the the crowd is saying that the music is so much better and i got to step my game up you know what i mean so that was like a trip in itself you know and i didn't think but, about that right yeah i didn't think i about remember that when all. you were saying you were like preparing to send it there it's crazy how much of a role it has like you mentioned like a song just makes you think of a a time in your life or anything even especially at the games i'll hear a song i'm like oh gosh just Makes me think of high school. And then right. you have Corey Seager's wife that's like, this makes me think of when I was five. And I'm like, cool. I'm right, old. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> but right, it's right, like, right. it's so, it's so personal. And I understand how you say, like, you don't want to ever knock anyone's walk up song except for oh. talks, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes sense though, because it means something to everybody. So yeah. I loved everything that you touched on. That's, yeah. We got to, uh, before we wrap up and, and get this, this interview, uh, bring it to a close. I got to know where the DJ name came from. Where does Severe come from? How, who came up with that? Is that something you came up with? Is it something from your family? Where, no. where did that come from? Okay. So uh, probably, probably 2002. Um, there's a movie and I always forget the name of the movie. And somebody always texts me like later on what the name of the movie is. So there's a movie with John Leguizamo, Fat Joe, and a couple other people. And it was, back in 2002. And so at the time I had no DJ name. I was trying to figure out what my DJ name is. So I actually went out on a date and I was watching this movie. And so in this movie, and then don't think anyway, this, this, this relates to uh, lifestyle. So anyway, they had these major drug dealers in New York and each one of them had their brand of like heroin. And so they would, they would, um, is it empire? Yes, it was Empire. Yes, yes. And my, my sound guy, Bartley, just said, so Empire. <laughs> so I'm watching this movie. And so um, at the so they were describing the borough that the person was from. And then they would say what well, his brand of drug does, da 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 And so at the end of each introduction, they 
put this name up and I forgot, but it got to the last one and it was John Leguizamo and I'm a huge John Leguizamo fan. And so, and it was like, and his heroin is called Severe and it just like popped up <laughs> the screen. I'm like, okay, that's my DJ name right there. So from then on, I was a DJ Severe and it just kind of like, like took off, you know? And it's funny because some people don't even know that what my real name is, they just call me Severe. So like in the DJ world, it's like Severe, Severe, Severe. So it's like, it just took on its own like, like world, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the story. That's amazing. We were actually talking about what our DJ names would be. Well, I also <laughs> asked if you knew his actual name. I didn't, before. I, he's like, I didn't know. Severe. I didn't it's know. Severe. I, I didn't like, know your actual name before this. And people go Lanier and they go, Oh, and so people finally go, your name's Lanier. And so then they start saying, Oh, they don't, then they don't want to call me severe. And we're like, Oh, your name's Lanier. I'm going to call you Lanier from now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're forever severe in my book. That's right. Forever. But we were talking about our DJ names before this because we knew you were coming on here. And Port was like, what would your DJ name be? And I was like, oh, man. And I was like, I got it. I would be DJ Red Turn Two Tables. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's I'm dope. like, I don't know if it's like dope, but. I think you that's said dope. Turn Two Tables. Oh, no, I said Red Turn. turn. You said Turn Red Two Turn Tables. Red Turn Tables or Red? I don't even know. I, I forgot. It hit different when you said it first. Okay. I think it was Turn Two Tables. I don't know. We played a five-hour game tonight. I'm like mental <laughs> mashed potatoes right now. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he stood for the whole one. I, you only got know, to sit next I to know. Doc when you were on deck. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what courts. I don't know what your DJ name would be. I you don't didn't, know. You didn't come up with one. I didn't. I think it'll come to me at some point. Eventually. <laughs> you be well, special K. You be special K. That's dope. Oh, Ooh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. I get All it. right, you All got right. it. Now I got to change my social media handle. Right. <laughs> Dang! So when she she puts on the Spotify around the house, I'm just gonna be like, "All right, special K." Yes, <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my gosh! Well, this was so fun chatting with you. I feel like I have an I always have an appreciation for you at the games, but knowing everything that goes into it, and I think that's so important for fans also to know everything that goes into it because I think. A lot of people probably just assume, oh, he's good at, you know, playing music and all that, but thinking and breaking it down to like the steps when someone's walking up to bat and the vibe and everything that goes into it. I just think that's, yeah, it's important for fans to know that and, and have that. that appreciation. Yeah, this is crazy. I, I actually learned so much, you know, obviously I have a, a, a great respect for you and, and everything that you do, but like you blew my mind with all this stuff and all the different things that you have to be ready for and pivoting on, like. I, I never even, I never even thought that, that deep about it. So I, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing with us. That's, that's my really pleasure. Cool. You guys are two of my favorite people. You do so much for the city. I appreciate you so much. You know, JT, you know, we've been close for like so long and I appreciate you. Like everybody says, who's your favorite flower? I say JT, cause we talk <laughs> a lot, you know what I mean? But you know, I appreciate you. I, and I, I, it was my pleasure to come on my hands down. Yeah. Before we let you go, I got to ask you if our podcast song is a banger or not. It's a banger. It's definitely like it? Yeah, I okay. do. Yes. Yes. We especially when Dita plays it. Especially when Dita plays it. I was wondering if everybody's gonna pick up on it or not, but I love when like Dita plays it. But yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a banger. I always want to record it on my phone, but then I'd be sitting there waiting for you to like make an out at third. And I'm like, that would be like impo- <laughs> right. I'm not fast enough. So I don't yeah. know. I lo- okay, we're gonna keep the banger then. We'll at least the for now. <laughs> we'll text you if we want to change it and we'll have to Please. come up with something. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for chatting with us and this will I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on here <laughs> anytime, so late. Bro. Anytime. You know, I love you. Yes. All right. Love you yeah. too, bro. All right, bro. Later. Woo. That was fun. That was dope. Minus the like London Symphony Orchestra that just decided <laughs> to like pop in on us. <laughs> Is the whole fam still there, dude? Is yeah. Everybody, come back everyone's I'm, still I'm there? Go get them. Everybody's here. Come on. Okay. They didn't leave on our show, right? <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. Let's Thanks for the city sound right here. Huge fan of yours, JT. Huge fan. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> you get like a screen. Side note. Side note. He's actually a Giants fan. So, but like, but but he's definitely a huge fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I've been called a giant killer before, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, severe it's all respect. It's all respect. Severe, get in there. We're gonna we're gonna take a, a, a quick screenshot okay. of this. Let me do this without uh, getting you here. Let me move my mic. Hold on, we got it. Gonna be very professional, like a Suhu sleigh right here. There we go. Okay, hold on. You gotta get right. it. Yeah. One, two, three.
Got it. Got, Got it. it. Sick. Yeah. I'll send. I'll send that to you, dude. All right, bro. All right, man. Y'all have a good night. Sleep you fast, too. and we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow, dude. All right, bro. Let's get it done tomorrow. Let's yes, get this security tomorrow. All right. Yes. That was so much fun. I like I said to him, I love that everyone knows all of the work that he puts into it because you're allowed to have such an extra level of appreciation for him. Well, here's the thing. Down to the steps, like everything, just the timing. It's so much like baseball. Like you guys are so like habitual and like everything is part of a plan. Here's the thing is, is being a Dodger and Dave talks about this every year in spring training on the first day. And he, and one of his biggest things that he looks for is the give a shit, right? Like he wants guys that, that give a shit and care and, you know, live and breathe their job. And you can clearly tell that the give a shit for severe is just off the charts. Like he, he absolutely loves his job. Yeah. And it show, and that's why he mentioned like something like, Oh, I want to do what you do. And he's like, I don't think because yeah. people like, honestly assume oh he's just like pushing buttons and playing music and most of his music is walk up it's so much more than that Mm -hmm. and it's so much more of like reading the crowd and those difficult moments that we've been a part of and we as a fan I didn't do the we thing again but just like when the air comes out of the stadium like what do you do and it's just his thought process behind that and the preparation is like there's just so many parallels I feel like to you guys and and everything you do going to the game and the pressure on him and I'm sure he gets the tweets of like, oh, yeah, come on, what sure. are you doing? Like this place, like you need to fix the player. And it's like, okay, well like, what, like I'm not on the field. So like, let me see what I can do. Like it's, yeah, he definitely, there's a lot of passion and he definitely cares about it and, and takes it to heart. It was great hearing how him and Dieter like go back and forth and communicate and that I they have like hand signals and stuff because they're so good. And they're like constantly like, changing who's going, who's playing what, who's playing when. And I, I always kind of wondered like how they knew. And apparently they have signs. I know. I always thought about how they never kind of ran into each other. And yeah. you just assume it's like a producer, like pulling strings and all that. But it's just the two of them. Yeah. Cause they obviously have access to like the same sound system. Yep. And so like you have to think of like, I, don't, I wonder if I didn't really ask him, but I wonder if there's ever been like a accidental. I've never noticed like anything that sounded well, it's kind of like Strange. a three-man. It's like a three-man team. Yeah, with lights and Dieter and and yeah. him up there, and they all kind of just cue off each other, and it's a well-oiled machine. Yeah, and I I swear to God, every single player that comes through here is just like, man, it bangs in this place. I love calling music a banger. Like when it's oh, good, yeah. I'm like, that is such a banger. It's normally yeah. like my country or like my power love ballad, like Celine Dion bangers. Yeah. Unreal. Um, well, thanks again to DJ Severe. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's DJ Severe. At Instagram, you're going to have to find him at the real DJ Severe. That's right. At the real DJ Severe. Send in some requests. Yeah. Send him your favorite songs. He said he definitely. You might hear it. Checks them and thinks about them. Just don't try to change anyone's walk up music. He won't. He's not having it. I know. That's that's off limits. I know. It's personal. You heard him. Yep. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you are clicking subscribe so you don't miss one of these awesome episodes. And hit us with all the five stars on Apple Podcasts. And thanks again for listening. We will talk to you next week. See ya. Here's the banger for you. Bang it. Boom. Bum 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 b